0: This week's podcast has a very special guest speaker, Pastor Jenkins. Please turn with me to Ephesians 3, verse 20. The title of today's message is, Unto Him That Is Able. Let's listen in. Look at your neighbor and say, preacher wants to talk about, unto him that is, Able. Come on now. Look at the neighbor you like and say, preacher want to talk about unto him that is able. Now look at the other neighbor that you act like you like. Say unto him that is able. Ladies and gentlemen, this message to the Ephesians opens with what is known grammatically as a triple apposition. An apposition, for those of us that slept in English class, is a phonological and acceptable and correct relation between expressions. This phonological and acceptable and correct relation between expressions, it usually occurs consecutively. These phonological and acceptable and correct relations between expressions that occur usually consecutively have the same function in relation to the other elements in the sentence. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul says appositionally, he says, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ. What that means is I is wrapped up in Paul. Paul is wrapped up in being a prisoner and the prisoner is emphatically, I, Paul. I, Paul, in this oppositional phrase, expresses the agent employed by the Spirit of God to enlighten other people. But Paul being selected this agent to enlighten other people, there were some prerequisites to the assignment. Because before you can enlighten other folks, you must first have to have been enlightened yourself. <laughs> so, Paul, after his enlightening experience, ladies and gentlemen, after being enlightened by the power of God, he begins this assignment of being a prisoner for the cause. Of Jesus the Christ. Um, you can't teach other people about God. Until you've first been taught about God for yourself. Before you can tell people about God's ability. You must first have to had experience God. Not by what grandmama said. Before you can tell people about the ability of God, I'm not talking about what Mama Nim said. Before you can tell people about the ability of God, you must have to experience God for yourself. Before you can come in church, run down the aisle and talk about he'll bring you out, you must first have to have been brought out of something for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, you, you, you have to have been in something before you can tell God has been away out of nowhere. And, and I'm not talking about your average run-of-the-mill testimony. I'm not talking about uh, your average hallmark car type of testimony you have to have a more than a new car type testimony when 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 you have been in prison for the cause of christ god has to do something larger for you than a new house and a new car tailor-made suits and exotic skin shoes those are menial when it comes to the might and power of the God I serve. It, it is more than what mama and daddy can do. It is more than what sister and brother can do. It's more than what a promotion on your job can do. This type of imprisonment and praise that comes along with Paul's pronouncement. It's more than the education that you can obtain. Paul says when you are sold out, Paul says when everything in and of you, everything about you is sold out. You have to have an unto him type of praise you 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 must have a prisoner for the cause of jesus christ type testimony you must have a god saved me testimony you must have a god healed me testimony you have to have a god delivered me testimony a god set me free testimony a god picked me up and turned me around place my feet on solid ground you have to have a god made my life brand new type of praise if you're gonna come in pilgrim and shout now unto unto him let me give you some sunday school i know you don't go that often gentile people were a nation of people, non-Jewish people, and Paul says, if you read verse 2 of chapter number 3, he says, the grace of God is given to me for you he says a revelation from God verse number four he says that has brought about some understanding that other folk didn't get because they refused to come and hear the preaching and teaching that God gives the man of God for the people of God and Paul says God thought enough of you to send me your way he says watch this I know we don't live in the same neighborhood he says I know we don't live on the same street, work in the same places. We may not even share the same background, but Paul says this word, this grace, this abundance that I have for you, everybody can get it. I can say, everybody in here, y'all ain't, you ain't, you, you, you from Tupelo, you ain't been saying everybody all your life. Paul says that. We are fellow heirs of the same body. He says we are fellow partakers of the promises of Christ by the gospel that's preached every Sunday. He says in verse number seven, here's what I like about Paul. He's sharing what happened on the inside because folk can't tell about what went on on the outside. He says, Jesus made me who I am. He says, it's not because I've gone to seminary. He says, it's not because I have a doctorate degree. He says, it's not because I've sat on the same pew in the same church for an extra amount of time. Paul says, watch this, I'm a minister by the power of God. Ladies and gentlemen, notice there are three things in the text. He says, watch this. He says there's purpose in the text. Paul says for this cause. Somebody say this cause. He says for this cause, I, Paul, became a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, if you read the Bible and you like what it is, you read the cause uh, and the purpose have a connection between chapter two and chapter number three. If you go back and read chapter number two in the latter part, beginning at verse number 14, he includes everybody in this awesome experience. He says, watch this, for he is our peace. He has made, watch this, both one, he had broken down the middle wall of the partition between somebody shout us. He says in verse number 15 abolished in his flesh the law and its regulations. He says in 16 that God reconciles somebody say us yes. verse number 17. He says the preach peace that I bring to you uh, which you've heard even from afar off and even from close by 18 says he gives it not just to the pulpit. He gives it to somebody say us. Verse number 19 says, he made us fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. He says, in 20, established Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. 21 says, he made us holy by the Lord Jesus. Verse number 22 says, he built us together for the habitation of God through the spirit of God. Paul says, everything God is doing for me, he doesn't do it just for me, he's doing it for us. When was the last time you served God like somebody else's life depended on him? When is the last time you served God like like, like your service depended on somebody else's child coming back home? When was the last time you gave sacrificially of your offering like somebody else's overflow depended on him? When it's the last time you walk the floor all night long, uh, like, like somebody else's deliverance depended upon it. Paul says, What God has given to me is not just for me. Paul says, It's for us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, watch this. There's purpose in the text. But not only is there a purpose in the text, there's parenthesis in the text or there's a parenthetical thought process or speaking in chapter number three, verse number seven. Here's what he says. He says, wherefore, I was made a minister. He says, according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effectual working of his power unto me, who I am less than all the rest of the saints. Let me park right there for a point of preaching purposes. Paul says that you look at me and I'm prolific and I'm profound in my preaching. He says, but God... I'm not doing this by my power I'm doing it by the power of God and he says God could have chosen anybody sitting in pilgrim rest right now but he found somebody that was too mean to live and they weren't fit to die somebody that was persecuting his church somebody that should have been dead sleeping in their grave yet he chose me because what the reason he chose me is is because no matter where you were last night no matter where you were this morning if he can save me they sleep over here can I talk to five of y'all over here he says you don't know where I come from you don't know the things that I've been through you don't know my history and if he can save me he can save anybody He says, watch this. He says, Paul is doing, he says, God has done something on the inside of me. If you had paid attention in English, you would know that the parentheses, watch this. The things on the inside give explanation to the detail of things on the outside. And so what Paul, that's free, no offering there. Paul says, watch this. Paul says, God is doing something on the inside of me by the power that only he can give. He said, I used to be one of y'all. He said, not only do I did, I used to be one of y'all. I was better at doing what you do than you are doing. Can I pause right here? Let me tell y'all something. When I was doing what I was doing, when I was doing it, you couldn't beat me doing it. Just wink your left eye and be honest. Just wink your left eye right here. Baby, when I was doing my thing, couldn't nobody beat me doing what I was doing. I was the best at doing everything when I was doing it. Even when I knew I had no business doing it, I took pride in doing it, and I would tell the world that I was doggone good. I almost said a bad word right there. I was doggone good at it. What he said, what he says, he says, he says now, he says, uh, He says, if he can do it for me, he can do it for everybody. Uh, uh, Paul says, I became a servant of the gospel. Paul talks about being a prisoner. You know, when you are a prisoner, you don't have a choice of where you go. When you're a prisoner, I ain't never been one. Let me express that to you. Uh, uh, Watch this. They tell me. Can I put it like that? They tell me that when you are in prison, you go when they tell you to go, where they tell you to go, when they tell you to go, how they tell you to go. You do what it is they tell you to do. Paul says, I'm that type of prisoner for the cause of Christ. He says, I became a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me by the power that worketh, worketh on the inside of me. Here's the thing I like about Paul in talking about his experience. Paul does not talk about his inability, but he talks about the ableness of God. Because, you know, we, 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 we get I, sometimes church people, I hate to see them coming. I, I hate to see church people coming. How you doing today? Well, pastor, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm yet holding on. Well, Pastor, how, how, you doing today? Well, Pastor, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm badly making it. The caliph on a thousand hills belong to him. The silver and gold belong to him. And you badly making it? Paul does not give a testimony about his humdrum, but he gives a testimony about the holiness of God. Paul finds a way, like many preachers do, when you give them a microphone, he puts his testimony into the message for the people of God. Here's what Paul says parenthetically. Paul says, baby, you should have seen me before God laid his hands on me. I'm going to give you about five seconds. Look at the person to your left and look at the person to your right. They real decorated in here today. They got their finest on in here today. But you have no earthly idea from whence God has brought them. If you knew what it took for them to make it here today... I ain't talking about 10 years ago. I ain't talking about 20 years ago. I'm talking about you have no earthly idea what they had to go through. The hell and the high water they had to go through to make it here today. If you knew it, you'd praise God right now that they made it. Come on, somebody say praise God for laying his hands on me. So here's, here's what, here's what, here's Paul. I got about eight minutes left. Watch it, here's what he says. Um, he says, he says, Jesus came to the world uh, to save sinners, and I'm the chief amongst those sinners. He says in 1 Timothy chapter number 1, verse number 16, Jesus Christ, uh, he came, and in his salvific experience, he shows long suffering. I'm talking to the preachers in the room right now. There was a lot of time between me acknowledging my call and accepting my call. Uh, let me get my testimony right here because when I watched this when I figured out what the call was I didn't stop going where I was going Can I talk to y'all right here When, when God when God laid his hands on me, I, I, I kind of had a conversation with God now When you expect all this stuff to start because I got some stuff I yet need to do I got a bucket list that I hadn't scratched everything off and I'm cool with that but we just got to give me a little time to do what it is that I still like to do Paul says thanks be unto God that he'll wait you out aren't you glad that God didn't turn you over to a reprobated mind aren't you glad that God didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater aren't you glad that God Exercise long suffering is what it is. Watch this. There's purpose in the text. I got to leave y'all alone. There's purpose in the text in verse number 11. He says, God has an eternal purpose for my life. Uh, In verse number 13, he's giving us encouragement. He says, there's a purpose on your life. So I don't care how hard it is right now. I don't care how difficult it seems right now. Paul says, don't give up, don't give out, and don't give in. Paul says, don't be discouraged, Paul says, over the suffering and the trials that you may be going through because God has a purpose for your life. And I came all the way from Miranda to tell y'all, watch this, through your suffering, don't you give up, don't you give out, and don't you give in. Paul says, watch this, it's not even for your glory anyway, it's for the glory of God. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for listening to me. There's purpose in the text. There's parenthesis in the text, but there's also prayer in the text. Now, I, I know that this place ain't short on preaching. Uh, I, I know that your pastor can modulate in octaves above and beyond any of the ones that I can. Um, I know that he's active in the community. I know that he's an educated man. But that's not really the stuff that ought to give you a shout about what Mackey does for you. I know he represents you well in the community. I know he uh, is in the who's who of Phoenix and the surrounding areas. I know, watch this. He conducted your wedding ceremony. He's blessed your babies. He's come to see you in the hospital when you were not well. He's gone to the jails to see your son or daughter who was in prison. But, but watch this. Out of all the things that Mackie does for you, I got five of y'all that when the preaching doesn't work, when the singing doesn't work, when his popularity doesn't work, as long as Mackie Don't forget to pray for me. They acting funny on the floor. I need y'all to help me out. Sometimes his preaching is awesome. His singing is excellent. What he does in the community is well. But pastor, I get myself into some stuff that nothing but the power of God through prayer. The Bible that I read says some things only come by fasting and praying. I I, I look at all of the programming that you all have in the life of the church, but one of the most prolific and profound profound things that you can do is pray unto God. And Paul says, watch this, I ain't praying for you to get no stuff. You got enough of that. Paul says you got enough clothes in the closet that you don't even wear. Paul says the car that you have now, you don't keep it clean. The apartment that you have now, you won't even put Glade or Airwick in it to have it smelling good. Paul says, I'm not going to pray for that right now. Paul says, I'm going to pray for your heart. Paul says, I'm going to pray for your spirit. Paul says, I'm going to pray for your psyche. Paul says, I'm going to pray for your soul. He says in verse number 17, I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts, not by preaching and singing, but through faith in God. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul says, I pray that you get rooted and grounded in God's love. Paul says, I pray that you might understand The magnitude of God. Paul says, I pray that you might grasp, gather, and understand how wide the depth and brevity of Christ's love is for you. Ladies and gentlemen, what God has for you is for you. And I'm here to let you know that I'm praying every day that you receive what God has. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm praying that God doesn't give you what you want. I'm praying that God gives you what you need. I'm on my way back to Marana now. There's purpose in the text. There's parenthesis in the text. A prayer is a good shout in the text, but I kept you this long to let you know that there's also praise in the text. I'm talking to five of y'all right now. You got an appointment this week with the doctor and you waiting for the doctor's report before you react to what's going on in your life. I'm talking to five of y'all in here. You got an appointment with the principal come tomorrow morning, and you don't know if they're going to put Jackie and Johnny out of school. You don't know if they're going to let them stay in school, and you're worried about what's going on right now. I got some of y'all, you've been trying to get that house, and you believe God has the house, and you're waiting to go to visit the loan officer later on this week. But the, the church of my boyhood says that you don't have to wait till the battle is over. The praise in the text is found in verse number 20. The praise in the text says you ain't got to wait for the x-ray to come in. You don't have to wait for your ACTs or SATs to come in. You don't have to wait until your credit score numbers come in. The text says in verse number 20, now on to, I got seven of y'all in this place. You're not going to wait to hear what man says. You're going to praise God right now. You're not going to wait for any carnal report. You're going to praise God right now. Now unto unto him. The text says now unto him that's able. He says, watch this, he's able to do immeasurable. He's able to do more. He's able to do extra. Now. That's able to do more than mama can do, more than daddy can do. I got something for you right here. I'm going to leave you alone. It's bad grammar, but it's good preaching. Even if he doesn't do it the way I want him to do it, him still able. I know it's bad grammar, but it's good preaching. Him woke me up this morning. Him started me on my way. Him gave me a reasonable portion of health and strength. Him can cure my body of cancer. Him can restore my ministry. Him can bring my child back home. Now unto. Him can restore your relationship. Him can get you the GPA you need. Now unto. Watch this, can restore your marriage. Him can heal your body. Him can raise the dead. Him can give sight to the blind. Now unto Him. Him can unstop deaf ears. Him can make blind tongues to talk. Him can do whatever you need. But even if He doesn't do it, Him still been good to me. I'm done. I'm done. I know it's bad grammar, but it's good preaching. Anybody can say, Pastor, him able, him able. Even when I don't deserve it, him is able. Even when I don't serve like I ought to serve, him still able. Even when I don't give like I ought to give, him is able. Give God a now unto him. I'm done. Watch it. Here's what Paul says, Paul says, if we just come together, Paul says, Paul says monosyllabic but prolific and profound in its composition, Paul says not me, Paul doesn't say I, Paul says the power that worketh in us, listen, there's some great and mighty things that's going on in the life of the church now watch it i'm not talking about this facility nor this edifice i'm not talking about this campus because it would be but a shell if it wasn't for the church i tell friendship all of the time if we came to church on sunday uh with filled with the spirit of god having spent time with god there would be a miracle that occurred every sunday in the life of our church let me let me let me help somebody out quit waiting till you get here on sunday to respond to what happens monday through saturday they acting funny now can i talk to y'all quit waiting till you get to church on sunday to respond to the great powerful and mighty things that god does monday through saturday When God does something mighty and miraculous in your life, don't you dare wait until the service on Sunday. You give him a now unto type of praise. Thank you for listening today. We want you to partner with us and become a part of our family. Please go to our website, pilgrimrestphx.org. To get more information, you can also text to give by texting PRBC to 77977. Remember to subscribe. Now, let's go live a life of higher heights and deeper depths as we occupy all streets.